I won more premierships alone than the other he 19 managers. He has created an absolute Boys, we are here to rant. James, we have to do justice before we just slide right into the top four. I didn't want to get off track. This, this is one of the best title races of all time. Good afternoon, and Patrick. You're in a really heated race to finish in the top four. And you trot out a B team. What do they need? What on earth? I don't have an option. I'm talking world Wow. Welcome. Welcome. To Prem de la Prem. Welcome back to Prem de la Prem, my friends. We are recording a delayed episode this week, even by our standards, uh, for obvious reasons. It's a complicated week. It's a stressful week, and so Patrick and I are just happy to get on the airwaves and give you guys something to laugh about for the better part of an hour. Patrick, how are you doing? A nice clean hour, James. There's no chance we go over. A good clean hour. I, I even said the better part of an hour, so give yourself mm. a little bit of wiggle room there. At least a half hour. Mm-hmm. This should be a quick mm-hmm. one. Yeah, nice and light. We, nice and fun. with a chance of meatballs at the end. It was a fun weekend in the Premier League, James, wasn't it? Yeah, well, why don't we ease into an episode with something completely non-stressful, and that's Manchester United. Just the, uh, the other dumpster fire in my life. And Patrick, I'm, I'm about ready to get this motto tattooed on my arm, because it's never been more relevant. If you don't laugh, you cry. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you, always, you always tell me how I'm so composed during Arsenal games, and that's because I'm just I'm, I'm, I'm full laugh mode. When, when things aren't going my way. I get there real quick. You're not laughing. There... I'll tell you that much. No. You're not laughing. No. Uh, it was... Um, Let me get ahead you, of the... You said it during the game. It's been, a, it's, been, <laughs> it's been fun to watch United just not show up against Arsenal for the better part of the last... I like, did. I, I, wrote that, I wrote that down, too. Um, and let me just get ahead of the media cycle right here between you and I and just say, I do understand the irony of giving you the press conference last week. <laughs> yeah it's beautiful it was a keen yeah, sense of timing i will slide. say i capitalized yeah. i capitalized while i can um mm-hmm. i do have this not as, opportunistic yeah why don't we let the we'll let the headline lead into the menu arsenal recap uh here it is patrick but that 0607 united team wasn't so bad eh chucky chuckles ollie in response to giving arsenal their first victory at old trafford for 14 years it's beautiful. It was so well written. <laughs> Won the title that year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, no, well, Patrick, I think the fundamental problem here was Ollie wasn't facing the sack technically, so he couldn't mm. pull out a he couldn't pull out a managerial masterclass. I do expect that just to change well enough. Yeah, I do expect that to place. change against Everton. <laughs> okay. Oh, so you think? Let me ask you this: If if Ollie loses that, are you sacking him in the international break? Um, well, you know, you know my stance. I'm not, I'm not Ollie out. And then that right. hasn't changed. Uh, yeah, that has yeah. not changed. Um, I'm talking the, the old, the, the, would the boards over at, uh, Old Trafford. So they've come out and said, oh my God. I mean, what a difference a couple of weeks make just united in this perpetual cycle, which is crazy. Seemed to, it's, it's spun a little faster in these past couple of weeks, but they've come out and said, they're not going to sack him no matter what after Everton. Um, the manner of the result, I think, will have, be a big determinant in that. And I'm also half kidding about Ollie facing the sack being an absolute beast of a manager. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ruling out any result for that game. But uh, let's bring it back to, I mean, let's bring it back to the Arsenal game. Y- you called it out. In in seriousness, for me, this was a sad result because we haven't turned up against Arsenal since the Lingard dance floor days. Mm. Um, 
But it was also one of those incredibly frustrating results. Because I think I also said this to you at halftime. You know those times where you genuinely think you could have done better than the manager? Like, we all sit around and, you know, we have our opinions. And obviously, the people up there are, you know, in the dugout for a reason. I genuinely thought if we played the same diamond against, that we did against Leipzig, and even if we didn't do that, if we brought on Van de Beek and, and Matic at halftime for Fred McTominay, I thought we could have won that game, even though we did not deserve to win it at all. It was a fully deserved Arsenal victory, but I thought we could have had a go. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll back Ollie where he deserves it, but criticism where he also deserves it in other areas, it was, it was a bit of a horror show. It was a bit of a horror show. But Arsenal played a strong, compact game, and, and, and that was the difference. So, you know, credit where it's due there. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it seems like that's going to be how, how Arsenal plays and certainly how they play other, you know, top sides is they're going to be very compact defensively. They have the best defensive record in the Premier League, and look, look who, who they played and where they played, you know, and, and, and some of the you know, goal tallies those teams are putting up. I think it's an impressive defensive record uh, so far. And, you know, they're not going to take, they're not going to make, that many chances for themselves, you know, it was, it, it took a penalty in the end uh, for Arsenal to nick a, nick a goal, but you know, they don't, they don't create so many opportunities, but mm-hmm. they're going to keep themselves in games, which is more than you can say of Arsenal in, in years past. So I'm, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm thrilled with the, with the start of the I, campaign for, for Arteta and the boys. I, um, yeah. And you know, you've lost a couple games, but I remember we watched the city game together as well. And that wasn't like a, Wheels falling off the bus, David Luiz red card. It was a, a pretty dull, um, was it 1-0 loss to, it was 1-0, to City? Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. so the wheels never fell, fell off. And you guys maintained that shape. And, you know, on other occasions, like in the FA Cup in the year prior, you go on and get a win. And I remember in the game this past Sunday, you were getting about uh, some of the yips of, of, you know, the same old Arsenal passing out the back and, you know, playing maybe some more dangerous passes in the, in the, in the first third than just looking at who fit. And I, I, I was, you know, silently very impressed with the way that that has changed under Arteta. You know, that used to be a horror show yeah. and he's, he's stuck with it for better or worse. It was scary at the beginning, but you know, he's got them playing in the, in the way that he wants to. And right now you're not exactly like the showtime gunners, but you're getting results. Yeah, no, and, and, and three out of three in the, the Europa League as well, which we all know this this European, I want to talk about this a little bit more broadly, but this European window with the three match weeks back-to-back, just absolutely brutal for the seven mm-hmm. seven English clubs mm-hmm. that are, are, are participating in the in, in the uh, Europa, Europa League and Champions League, all of whom are doing pretty well, all, all seven of those yeah. sides. So, English team's doing very strongly in Europe yeah. so far. Very good in the first half of these these group stages, but... Uh, yeah, very, very, very happy with that. You know, get my boy El Nenny in the mix. I can now, I can, I can now back him with a little bit more esteem. Guys looking like a proper player in there with Thomas. It Park. suddenly wasn't a joke anymore. Yeah, well, <laughs> it was never fully a joke with well, me. Well, yeah, <laughs> yes. I mean, there it had moments. It had moments on the loan spell where we didn't think it was going to come back. But yeah, no, I, I, I. I, I'm so happy that it's happened. I did not think he was coming back into the team. I didn't think he yeah. had the quality, but I think he brings a lot of what the same type of things that Granit Xhaka brings to the side in terms of doing exactly what the manager wants. But he can run for 
for ages and he can actually press and he can actually pick a pass. So uh, he, he, he could find himself quite a useful player for, for, for Mikel Arteta. Both Ceballos and Jaka started midweek at the Europa League, whereas mm-hmm. Hardy and El Nani in the two. Rightfully the so. So is that a pass in the torch? I don't know. It'll be an interesting one to watch. Could be. Could be. Yeah. I mean, Party, uh, rightfully so, I think, took a lot of people's man of the match. But I think you could have just as easily, you know, Partey's the shiny new player. I think that could have just as easily gone down Nenny. And if I were to rank worst ways to lose, I'd put, I'd put Obama Young, you know, slotting home a Pogba mistake penalty pretty low on that list. That didn't sting that bad. Um, I don't think Pepe really got a sniff of the goal. But when El Nenny wound up for that shot from outside the 18, I, I, I was ready for the dagger. Dude, I would have lost it. I would have lost. <laughs> the thing is, the live angle looked like he just n- nearly missed curling it, and then they give us the behind the goal, mm-hmm. and then the thing was like ten mm-hmm. yards wide. Um, yeah, I mean the scaries were already in high gear. A terrible performance. B super hungover. C uh, the peanut gallery was still there from oh, from the so night before, impressive. and as soon as I don't know if it was the penalty being given away or, or the goal. Uh, but uh, someone in the crowd, or in the in our audience, goes, "Hey, is that grass real or artificial?" <laughs> <laughs> it was. I'm so proud of that peanut gallery. I hope they. I hope keen they sense of timing there. Keen sense of timing. It was. It was great, James. I got to tell you, that was probably the best part of it for me because I got to. If if I was on the losing side, I would have. I would have wanted to crawl crawl right out of my skin. But yeah, on the winning side, oh. it's just a beautiful, beautiful thing to behold. It it was a real test in composure. I think I showed a com- I think I showed a composure that players on the field weren't able to weren't able to match because I was getting grilled with how much I actually cared about soccer, um, and I was like, no, nah, it's you know, it's fine, it's cool, we're good, yeah, it's all good, yeah, whatever, yeah, it's whatever. it's gravy. I don't it doesn't care. Affect my life, you know. I don't care. It's not like this week is going to get any worse. <laughs> um. So, oh, yeah, I mean, Arsenal very clearly have a path of where to go. Um, when I was writing my notes, I, I did not account for the, uh, the miracle in Istanbul, kind of the reverse version of that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we are right back into uncertainty. Um, and I, I don't know, it might just be for a record thing. I, I was texting Carl a little bit about this and the obituary is already written for Ollie again and, you know, surely at some point they're going to have to cash in on it and he can't just put in blinders when he's up for the sack again and again. But I think history is going to remember him as a gym teacher. And that's very, very sad to me because I'm not saying he was a good, great manager. I'm not even saying he was a particularly good manager. What I'm saying is you're not able to judge how good he actually was because he's a manager who took United to third place last season and he was in charge for the entire season, for better or worse. And and it goes back to what we said after the Palace game. He didn't get backed, and this is where we're left now. And yeah, I think you could bring in the love child of Mourinho and Pep. You know, it doesn't have to be Pochettino. It could be the best manager, whoever. It could be the second coming of Sir Alex Ferguson, and it we would only get so far. Is my fear so mm. scary? See, scary of, times ahead. I tend. I actually tend to disagree with that a little bit. I think that you 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 have a. Um, you know, when we were doing our book club over the summer, right, we were talking about managing at Real Madrid. I think Manchester United requires a certain character to manage that side. And, you know, for all of it, I don't think Ollie has that. I think that's one of the things that he's missing is just kind of an aura about him. I don't think he has something to that effect. And I think that that is a very calming 
uh, it can be a very calming thing. So I, I, I don't know if it's Pochettino. I don't know who it is, but I think Manchester United need a massive personality to be able to you know, handle that job. You know, I, I, I don't think Zidane is, you know, much better of a, t- a tactician, let's say, than, you know, somebody like Ali, but he has the personality to manage the side like Real Madrid. Whereas, you know, there's, yeah, there's not I'm, many people in the world that do. Oh, I think, I don't think you would find any sane United fan who would tell you, we can't do better. You know, sure, th- sure. you know, like we, this is, this is the guy, like he's, he's the best manager available. You know, no one's, no one's living in that world. Like, obviously there's way better managers out there. I think where I would push back on your disagreement a little bit is, is understanding where that where that net is. You know, you talk about this, the aura that's needed at United. You could talk about Van Hal, who's become kind of a meme, but he was a serious, serious manager who was one of the pioneers in modern football. Yeah, Mourinho, no, we all know about that. So, you know, it, it, we, we've run the gamut a little bit and, and the cracks are starting to be revealed. So yeah, I'm not going to, you know, this yeah, is a dead, it's a dead horse at this point. But um, What do you think about uh, Julian Nagelsmann? Yeah, I'm sure. That'd be great. I, I mean, you're not going to get like a, ooh, I haven't thought about that reaction out of me, you know? Because, again, I, th- my brain truly believes you could bring in prime Pep and he would get us into the Champions League and then wouldn't get backed. It's just, mm. it's just sad. It's just sad. And I'm not, I'm, you know, I think we could very much go and beat Everton. I'm not ruling that out. I think we could go and beat Everton this weekend. And my mood would probably be bumped a little bit because I'm a fan and I like when we win. But it, it's just the veneer over over what's happening. And it, it's a shame to see, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with Arteta and Arsenal. I think that is a good through line because, you know, you, you ponied up the cash for a player who was probably on his list. Um, he's implementing a very specific style of play and how he wants them to play, albeit maybe not super um, mm-hmm. exhilarating yet. Yet. Yeah, maybe I'm hoping maybe that grows have, with Maybe it. he doesn't like have the players for it. Yeah, exactly. He's fine with Gabriel Party. Like I'm, I'm, I'm here for the ride, and I'm liking the early stages of it. Exactly. Now we're just bouncing around the clubs, but I think about Klopp, where he came in in I don't know 2015, 2016. And he's like, oh shit, I've got to play my system with Lallana, Balotelli, and mm-hmm. Fabio Barini. Look at the he's side like, of his first game. It is a funny, funny thing to do. But he was like, fuck it, we're gonna play my game. Yeah. And we're gonna find out who can do it or who can't. Uh, spoiler alert, a whole lot of them couldn't. And then he brought in his players. So maybe that's, you know, maybe that's the trajectory Arsenal's on. And I'm, I'm getting too caught up in the, in the delusionment of, of, of my club. Yeah. But, um, you know, onwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think, I think that the thing that, you know, Klopp and Arteta have in common there is the ability to connect with the players. And that's what I really like about Nagelsmann. He's like 33, I think. And Leipzig is, I think, outperforming there. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think he's great. I, yeah, I think I think, Nagel, I think Nagelsmann's great. Something um, like that, yeah. Like help establish an identity. So I think United missed that. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what, though. I haven't even really put my mind there because I do think in the matter of weeks, um, Pochettino's going to be managing United. And that's not even like a little bit leave it. I just I just sort of see the, the writing on yeah. the wall. So I think that's what's going Interesting. He basically came onto Sky Sports on Monday to like be a pundit for a game, and it was like a it was like a job interview. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, uh, yeah, I'll manager. tell you, I'll tell you what I see with uh, United out here. Yeah, love it. 
Yeah, it's, it's like some Champions mode. League game, and they're like, so what do you think about what's going on with United? <laughs> <laughs> Too good. Uh, yeah, what, do, you have any, do you have a headline? Yeah, I got two. Do you want top of the table or bottom of the table? Let's go bottom. Because we said we were going to, if this is the game I think it is, we promised the fans we'd spend some time on this. Yeah, okay. Let's top line it. Order up. Scott Parker steps up to the deli counter to get a full ham victory on the board. Full ham. Honey baked ham. Honey glazed. But I hope it will be soon because they glaze them sweet beauties for the holidays better than any ham ham shop out there. 420 honey ham glaze it. (laughs) (laughs) Just eat the crust. No ham. This was the toilet bowls are us. Um, who wants to be the worst team in the Premier League? And West Brom really showed their intent with the McDonald's All-American away jerseys that they had on. The, what are those kits? <laughs> the worst <laughs> things I've ever seen. <laughs> who's well, their, maybe who's their kit? kit? I don't know. I don't know what's worse. Did you know the only color a zebra can't see is orange? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. Did you know that the zebra stripes are, are there to basically make the lion's uh, eyes go all googly? <laughs> That's uh, evolution, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. They just started making up lions. Darwinism. Lion's eyes go googly. I so, love that. I love um, that. But yeah, this... Uh, how It's a weird one to measure because you're like, oh, Fulham showed up in this game. You know, they showed, I thought they uh, looked good, yeah. Right, right? But like, <laughs> I, really I fully did. expect them... Who are they playing next week? Let me, let me crunch some numbers real quick. I fully expect them to go to West Ham and lose 3-1. Yeah, probably. Probably. I thought they looked good. And I like that they... Yeah, they um, looked okay. I like that they got... I was looking at this. They got Ruben Loftus cheek in on loan. He's a pretty decent player, I think. Um, that John Michael Sarri's been around. I like him. Who's the other guy that was actually pretty good? Adam Adamola Lookman was supposed to be a big deal uh, coming out of Leipzig. I think he's on loan mm. from Leipzig. Um, he used to be at Everton. And then obviously Mitrovic, Mitrovic up front, a who who of assists, yeah. You know his game, but I think he's probably their most valuable player still. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so so they won the toilet bowl, but it's like uh, maybe an appropriate reaction is like Joe Willock putting in a goal in the Europa League. It's like, all right, well, you got to judge it against the curve. Well, a, a goal and a fantastic shift in the Europa League, uh, mind you. Um, I see. You'll come in, come to Premier League action near you. T minus four games. <laughs> Wait for it. Yeah. Um. So so, what was your takeaway here? For me, it was. I don't recall West Brom getting too many clear cut chances. I think there was a, a questionable handball. But when you're not challenging the mm-hmm. worst defense in the Premier League, that was Fulham, headed by some American stalwarts, um, then you got some problems. Yeah. No. I mean, here's the thing. I thought Fulham looked better than they've looked all season. Uh, they also got the, the 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 good fortune to have to play West Brom. So, like you said, I, I don't know what to see. We'll see if they can get um, you know a decent run of form in. You know, right, maybe get a little bit of momentum, even nick a point. Because the thing that I think is 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 a bit surprising to me is we're we're, we're match week seven, uh, and you know Sheffield United and Burnley, uh, two teams we'd expect to be doing something, both sitting on one point. So. Mm-hmm. This relegation battle, you know, Fulham, they they can they might be able to be bad and survive. Yeah. And same with West Brom. I mean, there there might be oh. some other teams in the mix here. 
So oh, we'll I'm, see. Yeah, we'll see. I'm I'm full on playing a game of uh, what is it? Toro or basically when you're a matador and you've got your red cape out and you've got the bull charging mm. you down. That's me standing by the take that Sheffield United and Burnley are going to start picking up points soon. With every week that goes by, the bull's just getting closer and closer and I'm just standing in one place. Like, the points are going to come. The points are going to come. It's going gonna, it's gonna to catch you. Yeah, it's, it's going to catch you. So we'll see. We'll see. But West Brom is real bad. Uh, minus 10 goal differential. Worst in the Premier League. They're... I, I'm I'm pretty pretty confident they're going down. Yeah, Fulham, Fulham. It's just one game, and they played each other twice last year in the mm-hmm. championship, so they might have a little bit of a understanding. So you, you never really let's, know. I don't know how. Let's put a let's year. put a pin in it and let's judge Fulham after this West Ham game. Because if you could pick an ideal game in the Premier League, if you could pick an ideal game to follow up West Brom, take West Ham and you know see how you do there. Build up a little. It is little like confidence. if you were. If, in like the UFC or something, and you, you you beat a certain place, who would you fight in your next fight? It's a good progression for them. It's a good right. next measuring stick. And we got six measuring sticks before this uh, that all said they weren't good enough. So we'll I would I would expect that one to be the case against um, West Ham. Who I just I just always think they're better than they are. I guess they're just not as good. But well, why don't we? They've had a hell of a schedule. Yeah, yeah. I mean. You got to give them a little bit of credit where it's due going up against these heavyweights early on. And maybe this is a good segue because I got one for Liverpool West Ham. Oh, beautiful. Here we go. Liverpool fans finally admit they didn't really know what a non-goal scoring number nine was either, as they welcomed Diego Jota into the fold and Will Jones's jersey stock plummets. <laughs> um, so he, Love you, Will. You call it- Longtime fan. Yeah, Diego Jota is pretty, pretty freaking good. Yeah, um, I think Wolves played a bit of a mare there, <laughs> giving him away. Yeah, what do they get for him? Like fifty something million? It's a pretty good return, but I, I think a... maybe even a little less, like forty to fifty. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. okay. But yeah, he's scoring all kinds of goals. Um, that headed goal that we talked about last week really stood out in my mind, and then. When you add them all up, it's six goals in ten days, and that's more than Firmino, who you know I, I referenced in the in the headline. That's more than he has in the entire calendar year. So the question becomes, and what's everyone's on everyone's mind: Are you replacing him in the starting eleven, Diego Jota over Firmino, or does that upset the balance for you? I mean, for me, this is it's it's an interesting one uh, because Klopp has shown. He has no problems rotating at other positions in in the side. You know, he did it at center back all of last season, uh, mm-hmm. or not all of last season, but he did it at center back as needed alongside Van Dyke. Yeah, right. Uh, and he's done it a lot in the midfield. Uh, he trying to find that perfect balance, and then you know, settling on wh- whoever he did. I think primarily Henderson, Fabinho, and Ronaldo last season. So I would. It's within. Klopp's nature, and you know, think about the players that means he's leaving out of the side. You know, Anabi Kecha, Alex Oakley, Chamberlain, two players he bought in, brought in, presumably to replace those players. So I, I think he's a man who's going to play the person he should. And I, I don't think it's something where they're going to decide it right now, and they'll probably give Firmino a chance to get back in some good form after the international break. But I'd, I'd, I would expect a shift to happen should nothing change before, before the end of the year, I, I would think. Yeah. If the forms continue. 
Yeah, it's the ultimate journalism uh, cliche of, uh, you know, when players are playing well and you have a selection decision to make, it's it's a it's like a good headache. And someone posed that to Klopp, and he's like, "I don't get headaches." So, <laughs> I think we know where his just toothaches. Yeah, just toothaches from those chompers. Um, I, you got to ride the hot hand, right? Like Diego Jota into the starting lineup, more than deserved after the hat trick in midweek, and see how that gels from from an outset. Yeah, yeah. But this is <sighs> I I would I would, but you know, it's what, what is the what is the the thing that Firmino brings that no one outside of Liverpool fans are seeing? And maybe they are seeing it now because I mean, I, he he was formidable at a, at a time. Uh, he, he produced quite a bit, but he just hasn't been that effective recently. And oh, you know, yeah. we give plenty of stick to David de Gea over that, Paul Pogba, Mesut Ozil. There's plenty of people that, that that deserve it and get it, and he's just next in line. Banter aside, I mean, I know this is how you feel deep down about your mount take, and I'm kind of like cajoling this Firmino one a little bit. I don't think he's trash. I think he's a playmaking number nine who used to be a dual threat number nine who would play kind of high, you know, further back in the field, who is just in a patch of bad form. I think that's what we're looking at. And you've got a player on the bench for Liverpool who is in very good form as a new signing, and that's a phenomenal problem to have because what gets players out of a funk more than competition? So, I, you know, there's no downside here, although the Twitter trashing of Firmino, uh, it's a little bit of solace that I found this week. I'll say that. Got it. Got it. Well, good for you, James. I'm glad you found that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but West Ham. Um, West Ham's last five games have been Arsenal, Wolves, Leicester, Spurs, City, Liverpool. Last six games, rather. Only other game in the season was Newcastle. So they've been really through the ringer to start the season. Mm-hmm. Um, draws at Spurs and, uh, and City. 2-1 mm-hmm. loss to Liverpool just to this Liverpool. week. They then- beat Wolves. They beat Leicester. Yeah, uh, and they lost in a narrow game uh, to Arsenal two one. Mm, Obviously, they lost yeah. Newcastle in the opening week. So recalled, they're, I, I, that's a strong, that's a strong start to the season. If you ask me, I'd expect them to take all three points against against West Brom. And if 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 I'm a, if I'm a West Ham fan, I have to feel pretty pretty good about that start. Yeah, and obviously it was mired with the weird. Coaching set up with David Moyes working from home, um, you know, with the, with the COVID scare. And, uh, I, yeah, I mean, you're going on to play Fulham at home. It, the, the Premier League's just been so unpredictable to me that you, you've rode out that sort of tough challenge. But maybe, you know, they could catch a little bit of United syndrome where you beat the cities um, in, in the sort of big six games. And then you struggle against teams that are harder to break down. But Fulham doesn't exactly classify mm. as one of those right now. I'm not willing to say West Ham is going to push on and, and have a good season quite yet. I, I still look at, look at them as a relegation threat. That might just be because of my mm. take and I'm a little biased. Okay. But I, I do stand by that. I think it's early, early days. And this is already proven it's a pretty weird season. Got it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Moving on. Yeah. Hit us with your last one. Okay. Papa Squat, old man, upright standing manager, Brandon Rogers, outfoxes yet another foe to rise to the top of the table. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Patrick, is this a little bit leave it, or is this just headlines? Um, this is just headlines. I see. But okay. it can be a little bit leave it. You tell me. No, no, it's okay. We'll get there. We'll get there. You're obviously talking Ooh. about Leicester, Leeds. Um, a mm. crazy game. Absolutely crazy game where Rodgers just rediscovers his mojo. Sits Bielsa down on his Coleman cooler. Yeah, did not expect that to happen. Um, I'm, and I'm sure I think that there's a there's a <laughs> there's a question I want to ask you, James. I mean, okay. how how much credit do we want to give Brendan Rodgers for his work at Leicester City? You know, they had the really poor fall off at the end of the last season, but you know they're another great start. I don't if you take you match those two seasons together, they're probably sitting on like second in total points. Oh yeah, last, well, I know, mean season. what you're so what you're getting right now is the early Leicester sauce. You know they they come hot out the gates, the foxes that they are to start each season, and then as soon as you see the finish line in the distance, Brendan Rodgers kind of clams up. So that's what we expect. But he is why can't they hold it? I don't know. I don't know, especially because they've been to that precipice before or that mountaintop. You know, they've won the title in in the past five years. So it's not like they they can't close. Obviously, it was under a different manager, but I, I it's it's a it's a tag that's attached to Rodgers and probably a little bit unfair. But maybe it's a depth thing. Although I think Lester have recruited yet again extremely well over the summer. So they, I don't know. They seem they seem pretty well tooled to you know have a run at the Champions League again, and you know hopefully land amongst the Europa League spots. Worst case scenario, um, but they played a phenomenal game. And then you think about the way in which they beat City, which is only baffling even more so from that bizarre loss they took against West Ham, which you just talked about. And you go back and you're like, wow, they just didn't show up. So. Mm-hmm. I expect this can, I mean, it's inconsistent, but I do expect Leicester to be a problem, um, at least for the first half of the season ongoing. Uh, up against, yeah, this, uh, sorry, go under guy looks pretty good. Fafana looks pretty good. Fafana Castagna looks very looks good. Pretty good. Castagna, so yeah. What, I mean. Three guys in, all looking amazing. When's just, the master class just on remind scouting? You, just rem- remind you, I gave them an A plus in their transfer window grade. Just want to remind Oh, is, is this you preempting a little bit, leave it? <laughs> with your acumen um, no 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 no. i just gave them that was just a grade that is already coming to fruition handsome oh i see okay yeah yeah yeah. well as we mentioned with judging rogers it is a long season my friend but um oh, we'll get there big season for harvey barnes yuri Tielmans, you also rate him very strongly and he's starting mm-hmm. to he's starting to pay that off as well he's had a good start yeah yeah i mean he's got three goals two of them were Pens when Vardy had already been subbed off, so let's not go right home about him. But he's having a good, good, good. <laughs> I'm start not to outside the of just this playing. game. Yeah, yeah, um, and then yeah, he, he's playing well with Matt. I mean, they have they have quality, and they 100. They'll, they'll never seem to lack the character. So Vardy amongst the top of the goal charts yet again. Yeah, obviously Seven it's goals, pretty. It's going to be a pretty pen heavy season, and you know that's where he plies his trade as well. Did, did but. you know? Harry Kane has 23 goal contributions in 12 games in all competitions this season. That doesn't surprise me at all. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. He's, yeah, just in the Premier League alone, eight assists and six goals. 
It's insane. It's insane. And this is making this is this is we, we might be witnessing like one of the best seasons of all time if he if he keeps up anything near this this pace. Yeah, if people, I mean, it's funny enough. This is going to come up later in the episode, but for anyone not putting respect on Harry Kane, you're sleeping on a generational player, and I think it's about time that's recognized. Truly yeah, is. I mean, he's, and, yeah, well, he's learned to pass. Well, I guess he's had a, he's had some other good assist seasons back mm-hmm. in back in his day as well. So that but no one ever a slight. when you look at eight assists to Harry Kane, it's always a pretty bizarre watch because you never envisioned him as this kind of player who would drop back and and kind of pick a pass, kind of like Rooney did. Um, you always picture him top of the box, kind of grafty, but that's not his game. Clearly. But I mean, he's but he's he, he's doing it fantastically. Like, it's mm-hmm. just it's he he can pick a pass with the best of them. Uh, seems to be a real threat for uh, for a twenty and twenty season. So we'll keep an eye on that. Sure enough, uh, Leeds. I want to talk about Leeds. We obviously love Bielsa. This is a pro Bielsa podcast. You you kind of hoisted yourself on your own petard last week when you said they really go for it. You know, Leeds doesn't. They don't back down from any challenge. And I completely agree with you. But I think we saw why that might not always be the best mindset for every single game because they were like swashbuckling an attack for this game and Patrick Bamford went from Bamfordinho to Bamford from Romford in, in about a week with his with his shooting performance but um they, they seemed really overcommittal in their in their attacks and then Leicester seemed to have a break every single time they uh went back to the other side of the pitch yeah they left that game wide open and they did not convert so but hey, I, look, this, they're they're a team that's bringing entertainment. So, uh-huh. love them, love them, love. L- oh, this might have been my favorite Bielsa. entertainment level. This might have been my favorite game of the week. Yeah, yeah, second favorite. Mm-hmm. Favorite for me. Yeah, fair enough. Right. Uh, okay. Well, you know, we've we've alluded to it enough. It's the next thing I have in the agenda, Patrick. Let's get over. Let's get it over with. It's a little bit leave it. It's a little bit leave it. And on this a little bit leave it. It's a little bit leave it. I'm just going to give you the floor because I don't think we've had a take last a week long. It was not the way mm. the segment was designed. Yeah, so um, I had previously said that Leeds would not lose by uh, more than one goal all season. Um, by previously, I said that last week. And then there's just lost four to one uh, against Leicester. So I am going to leave that uh, prediction behind. Real talk, that's not me, it's a hand up. Mm-hmm. Just take yeah. it on the chin. I mean, there's not much else you can do, is it? Is it right? You know. Well, I, what I, do you want to up that to will not lose by more than three goal margin? N- no, because I'll give I don't you a feel chance like to kind of double of a, down. I mean. I'm, I'm saying, yo, this team won't lose by four. <laughs> like, that's not really much of a prediction. I, I noticed you're not doing it. No, no, I'm not doing it. No, you just don't I, seem I'm to believe in it. Respecting the segment. Respecting yeah, the segment. But I mean, I, I kind of brought it up in, when we were talking about the game itself. This is still such an exciting team. This time it was just to their own detriment. Like, yeah. The way Bielsa plays. I didn't get a chance to see his post-match conference this time. I'm sure it was one for the ages with the translator. But um, I don't know why, but we've had kind of leads and wolves 
as like the hand in hand. Wolves was the shiny object from last season. Leeds is this season. Are we seeing a little bit of normal service resumed? Seven games in, Wolves sitting in sixth place, Leeds sitting in 12th. What's going on there? Hmm. Interesting. Well, Wolves, Wolves is an interesting side because they've only, they've only scored eight goals. I don't think there's many teams that have scored less than them outside of the teams that are in the yeah. bottom of the table. They haven't really had a they've got blistering start. A ton of clean sheets, Jota. but not a lot of goals. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're missing Jota a little bit. Um, they might be tr- struggling to kind of like, refine, like refine their identity, but they're eking out results. Um, I think it's, it's always, it's always, you know, a fool's errand. I think to read too much into the table, really anytime mm-hmm. before the new year, you know, mm-hmm. you, obviously you can look at it and stuff, but that's fair. It makes generalizations about the team teams this early and maybe the season's a little different just with the pace but mm-hmm. it's just it's just so hard so hard to tell i'm sure things mm-hmm. will be jumbled i don't expect southampton to stay in the top five i don't expect manchester united to stay in the in the bottom half of the table you know things are going to move around still you know villa has kind of come back down to earth more recently losing their last two after winning f- their first four so things are already starting to kind of rebalance yeah. and, I, uh, I would expect them to to settle a little southampton bit each other Southampton, the hottest team in the league based on the last five games. Who would have thought? Mm-hmm. Who would have thought? Not me. In the last five. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, just going through the rest of my list here, Patrick, I think you owe us and, and everyone just kind of like a, a reminder of your takes that are on the table. Um, we've really just shotgun sprayed kind of all over. I will keep my United to beat Leeds by a goal margin of at least two. Even though it was kind of coupled with yours, I'm just going to secede mm. from the union and, and keep that a, a solo take. They play at Old Trafford on December 19th, which could be Pochettino's second or third game. So I think we are looking good for that one. Yeah, yeah. And, um, so uh, I got Villa's going to do the double over West Brom. So that one's oh, still wow. alive and well. Okay. Um, Putting that one at the top of the list. Yeah, that one's a good one. Uh, Mason Mount won't start more than 10 games. Still keeping that. Okay. Um, then there's... Just going to go right past that one. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I've already said it, but I think Arsenal is going to have the best uh, defensive record in the league when it's all said and done. Convinced I think that's that. a new one. I think that's a new one. Okay. Yeah, I think we got that one sorted. Um, <laughs> I've seen that, though, through my mind's eye before, so I apologize for not bringing it up sooner. Um, then... Got Nicola Pepe is going to make the team of the season. Force contracts up. Europa League's looking pretty good. You got another goal, another assist today. Uh, maybe we'll count that league. We have to go back to the tape, see what I promised. Uh, Premier League's not looking so great. Uh, so we'll, we'll we'll have to sort that one out as time goes on. Semantics. Um, I think I had one. What did I have? We have the shared uh, Fulham and West Brom going down for relegation, yeah. which, I, yep. you know. Feel strong about that one. So there was, yeah, I said there would be four players on Liverpool to score in double figures. Um, That's looking kind of solid. Yeah, Jada's really come out of nowhere. I don't yeah, think, I think you made that Firmino's, take before he came in. So. Yeah, no, I was that was a, I was backing Firmino when I made that take. Little yeah. did I know there was a yeah, he could Portuguese be the fourth guy who's going to come help me out. Yeah. All right. Well, that feels like, like got a few more out there. It's a nice gumbo in play right now. Mm-hmm. Patrick, why don't you mm-hmm. hit me hit me with your freak of the week? 
Um, I also got another one. West Ham's staying up. They're not getting relegated. Is that is that new or old? That's new. You can book that's, it. That's just a contrarian. Uh, no, you because I was take. I was their 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 start was too good. They 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 got it sorted. They're staying up. Start was too good, Mister. Yeah. Don't read the table before New Year's. Got it. Yeah, no, I'm not reading the table. I'm reading their start. I'm reading the start. I'm not looking at the table. I'm looking at the games. I'm looking at the spirit. I'm looking at Moyes coaching over Zoom. Mikel Antonio is absolutely massive. Just he's massive. injured. It doesn't matter. He's a hu- he's just an absolute unit. I'm an awesome understood. size of that lad. Understood. That all makes perfect sense. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank you. Again, didn't think we were questioning these. Freak of the week. Um, going a little outside the... Premier League, uh, I'm going with Gareth Southgate, old Gary. Uh, uh-huh. Gary, old um, Gary for here. basically saying there's no reason uh, for Pickford to be dropped right now. Yeah, I did pick that one up today. He may be one reason that he was dropped from his club side. Like, that's just, like, one reason. <laughs> or that he's been asked for, like, the better part of the last 18 months. How bad do you have to feel if you're Nick Pope or Dean Henderson? And, and the quote is something like, I've been given no reason to think... Pickford will be challenged for the number one spot. Yeah, well, I mean, Burnley's dead last in the table. Henderson just uh, got a chance in the Champions League, blew it. So maybe he's got something there. Yeah. What's Ben Foster up to these days? I think he's better. <laughs> yeah, you're still squatting on that one. Yeah, where? Yeah, where's Watford? <laughs> yeah, oh, the Foster relegation back. really. Yeah, put a put a stick in the spokes on that one. He's been there but, before. The one thing you got to know about Gareth Southgate, he has his favorites. We are running a Declan Rice, uh, Kelvin Phillips, and Mason Mount midfield three. That just feels like the right combo to bring to a Euros. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just the right amount of attacking intent. Yeah, yeah, he gets gets so upset every time he has to call in Maitland-Niles. Like, oh, kidding me. got to be kidding me. I got enough right backs in the side. I got enough. Oh, how do I turn this game around? Looking at a bench of Grealish, Foden, Greenwood. <laughs> no, that won't well, do. <laughs> can't take off Calvin Phillips. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite literally Ollie with Scott McTominay. Yeah. Uh, but the passion. Yeah. Um, well, Patrick, uh, did you have anything you wanted to add there? No, no. I, I, okay. I just got a kick out of that one. My yeah, it was lovely. It was great. My freak of the week, which could be a recurring freak, goes to ESPN FC, the golden standard of soccer reporting, with such favorites as who would be the goat if Ronaldo and Messi played with only their weak foot. <laughs> <laughs> Probably another week- soccer player. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That's not no. That's not the way the game goes. Anyway. Oh, okay. So that's just the type of beast we're dealing with here. Anyway, this week, they uh, a snippet from one of their time filler segments got leaked to the internet where two reporters oh, yeah. uh, discussed the groundbreaking topic of how good is Harry Kane? And, uh, you know, I could, I could picture anyone going mad if that's the kind of, like, discussion you're going through on a weekly basis, hour to hour. But this snippet gets leaked, the producer yells cut, and then these two reporters just go straight into A, talking about how boring he is, and B, mocking his speech impediment. Um, it was pretty unsavory journalistic <laughs> integrity. 
all around there. Uh, you, you hate to see it. And then there was the classic. There's nothing I hate more than a scandal. I mean, the only thing I love more than a scandal, Patrick, is the apology that comes out afterwards and the cadence and tenor of it. And mm. this was an all-time, like, ah, oh, fuck. Like, gotta make an apology. Um, so if you haven't seen the clip, go check it out. It's a lot of fun. And my only question there is if they are forced to talk about Kane all the time and it's upsetting to them, how do they feel when they do Pulisic watch? I mean, they'd probably get a, a bigger kick out of that. They, they have to, or else they'd have be to. gone. We would, there, there'd, be, there'd be a million clips out there if they were, they were doing that on Pulisic time. Oh, yeah. The people who pull the, spring, the strings at ESPN are like, get on board or get out. We're talking Pulisic 20 I was watching... So, so Weston McKinney at, at, at Juventus had a nice little dummy that led to a goal. Um, and how do I know where this is going? The CBS sports team, uh, decided, uh, to award him an assist. Uh, not like the actual stats, like the, 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 all the commentators were like, that's an assist like that. That's going to count as it. And they kept bringing it up. They must've brought it up at halftime after the game during the game. They just kept talking about how that was an assist for Weston McKinney. And it was a beautiful play, but yeah, yeah, the, the, the American circle jerk is, um, strong. I mean, I think I think Jamie Carragher is kind of dancing the dance they want him to, but the respected manager that is Roberto Martinez, every time he has to call back uh, Tyler Adams sitting on the Leipzig bench, <laughs> he just cracks a little bit more each time as a person. Yeah, it's so good because the thing is, it's actually like a cool, uh, it's like a cool time for for American soccer. It's a great soccer. period to be in. A hundred percent. Yeah, it's a cool time to be watching it. It's just they're they're doing it the wrong way. That it's it like, the, yeah, yeah, it's like alienate all the all the people that actually like the sport. Like, today's game of the week people, is yeah. Barcelona Juventus, like a t- a game which by itself has so much history and so many famous players who've played in it. Like you barely need to talk it up. They're like Barcelona versus Juventus. Will Weston McKinney see minutes today? It's just like that's not the yeah. it's not the subplot of the game. Two two Americans on Barcelona as well. It's a it's. Yeah. Oh yeah, true. Dortmund, Dest, Dest, and yeah, Conrad, I think, is over there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Tyler yeah. Adams at Leipzig got a goal in a quarterfinal, I think. Quarterfinal Did. got a goal. Indeed, something seems to be working. Mm-hmm. Deflected, but you know, we'll yeah. take it. Yeah. All right. Well, well Patrick, Gio Reyna. Dortmund. That's right. That's right. I have a quick man of culture. Tim Ream at Fulham. I'm done now. You got I'm any others? That one. <laughs> Matt Miazga loaned from Chelsea. Tim, so I knew you were having a go because Tim Ream is not applicable. <laughs> no, he's been around a minute. <laughs> he's not applicable. <laughs> Brad Guzon. Okay. Patrick. <laughs> My men of culture is a quick one. It's basically telling us, Prem de la Prem, to give up on Instagram because Mourinho is here and his content is absolute fire. I have a Mourinho quote for quote of the week. I can't get enough of this guy. <laughs> is it his latest post, by chance? No, what's his latest post? I haven't seen his latest post. Okay, so right two... Okay, here's a little, sta- you, here's a little stat attack. Two of his last four posts are him sitting on a couch or the team bus just eating a snack. <laughs> so he's a big snack guy and his latest one it looks like he's eating like dried mango or something out of a, out of a little like costco whole foods carton and the caption is when you win but you don't play especially well and then he tags the team that they smacked in the europa league 
<laughs> we just got to give up now. Oh my god, this guy is out of control. He found out Instagram you know exists we- and he wants in. Basically, like people were saying, man, just imagine how good uh, Mourinho would have been if he was on Instagram in his prime. And he just was like, bitch, I am in my prime. Watch this. Yeah. And then he's just yeah. going in. Yeah. Oh my god. I, I've gone through this like five times where I just click and I click and I click. And some of them are real good. Real good. Uh, you know what I can't get over? There's the one of him sitting on the bus when they, t- when they uh, lost that Europa League game one. last week. Bad performances deserve bad results. Hope everyone in this bus is upset as I am. Tomorrow, 11 a.m. training. I think I actually posted this after United lost to help me cope on the Premdal Prem Insta. So you guys may or may so not have good. seen it. But what I love about this, Patrick, he told someone to take this picture. <laughs> he, he willingly said, hey, someone, you know, take a picture of me just looking out into the distance. Hands folded. So good. It's, it's amazing, guys. That's, it's a must follow. That is he the really weekly is. Prem de la Prem must follow account. So good. I'm just going through yeah. it again. I can't get enough of this guy. The captions was what make it. Oh, yeah. All right, hit me. What's the quote of the week? Okay, so just in reference to Gareth Bale, uh, there's a gem on this one. He goes, I am pleased for him because he deserved that. When I have five minutes, I'm going to go to Safari <laughs> and look at Madrid's website and see what they say. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think that's... A pair of a pair of uh, folks who have an axe to grind with Real Madrid. Oh, the thing that makes it for me is he says he's going to go to Safari. I'm going to go to. I don't Sa- know why yeah. that gets me so good. He's an Apple guy. He's an Apple guy. Yeah, but he's going to. Yeah, he just say go online, go to the. Just I'm going to go to Safari. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Um, if you haven't seen his uh, Netflix special where they do like a documentary on the best coaches in in different sports he talks about how he snuck into a laundry hamper to get inside a chelsea ground when he was on a match ban (laughs) i i I swear to god he had someone smuggle him in in a laundry bin like die hard that's amazing yeah it's amazing anyway we could go on this guy is an absolute legend (laughs) we could do Mourinho all day but Patrick, I think we're on the home stretch. Why don't you hit me with your goal of the week before we do Degenerate District? My goal of the week is going to a member of Full Ham, Ola Ayani, with an absolute blistering strike to the upper nineties and the victory. Yeah, yeah. There was, there was. You know, dude, we, we don't. We, we usually don't rate the screamers on this show relative to a few other goals. Just because you know we 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 discussed it. it's just a you know you make really good contact anyone could do it, but sometimes there's just like such an emphasis to them that mm-hmm. you just got to get put some respect on it, and that's that's what I'm doing here. He just thundered at home. It's like define okay, so a screamer is a pile driver, which is a driven shot, which is one kind of banger, and then another kind of banger is a pearl, which is like mm-hmm. a finesse shot. Which one? Right. Which one's better? I think a pearl's better. I think because I think it requires. Here's what I think. I think it's like ninety percent of the pearls are better, but then there's that ten percent of those mm-hmm. those bangers that are mm-hmm. just on their own level. You shared a video with me today of some some week in like 2006 or some shit where every goal was 
like from 40 yards out just scream like the ones i think that are the craziest any sort of like a half volley like 30 yards out that dips maybe like hits the crossbar bounces inside the goal mm-hmm. there's no sort of there's amount of technique that comes with something like that i think of like the james rodriguez um half volley in the brazil world, world cup. cup yeah that goal is coming to mind yeah um there's a few like that yeah well, no, I mean, this reminded me of the Reese James one we, we both awarded earlier in the season um, for just amazing sort of off-balance driven technique. This is the second week in a row we're giving the same goal of the week. I've got Ola Aini Aina 2. Amazing goal. I almost went with Ward Prowse, who got... If, if I could, like, link two goals and make them a goal of the week, that's what I would have done, because Ward Prowse scored two good free kick goals. I don't think individually... One of them was better than this goal from Fulham, though. He has the highest uh, conversion of anyone in the Premier League who's taken uh, more than, I think it was 50, 50 direct free kicks. Ward Prowse is the perennial, like, bar conversation of should have been called up for England, where if you think about it on further reflection, like, he probably shouldn't be called up for England. He's just on that cusp of being good enough, but I don't think he's quite good enough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's 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 very very gifted at the set piece. You got to give him that. But yeah, out, he's outside a set of that, piece yeah, genius. Not good yeah. All right, D-D. that was a great one. That was a great one. All right, step into the district, my friends. Where success is piling up like fat stacks. Five out of seven account. on the locks. I believe so. Yeah, five out of seven. Five out of seven. A perfect five out of seven. Um, the gentleman's meta, perfect. Yeah, there's a little meta joke for you out there. Um, but we're coming back uh, this week, James. I actually want to start off uh, with my crock. We're going into an international break, and I feel like I owe the people something. Uh, I'm going with a very traditional top six donkey. So Manchester City and Liverpool are playing each other, so I'm leaving them out of the mix, and then I'm betting on every single... Uh, other of those top six teams, big six, I should say, uh, at is seven to one odds, and that's Arsenal versus Villa, Tottenham versus West Brom, Chelsea versus Sheffield, and then Manchester United. I'm counting on them against Everton. Uh, wow! At a, at a seven to one odds. Proceed on at your own parlay. risk. Yeah, yeah. No, I think a, I think a bounce back for United. I do. Interesting. I do. Interesting. Okay. Also, uh, the Everton are hot trash without. Um, I, Richarlison and Rodriguez. Yeah, and Rodriguez, is his testicle okay? I don't know. Too much banging after he got to Everton. <laughs> Too much boning. Ball's going to fall off. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the donkey. Um, my lock of the week, James. Uh, my lock of the week, I went... I wanted to do Arsenal, uh, but it's only minus one fifty, so I'll leave that in the meatball category. Okay. I want to give, I want to give the people um, something a little bit, a little bit nice to take them into the uh, the old break, and so I'm gonna go a little bit out on a limb with my lock. I am locking Leicester's good form against Wolves. Wolves is a tough out, uh, but I don't mm. think they've been good. Uh, as good as they um, have seemed, or, or, or people might think that they are, rather. Uh, and you're getting Leicester at home against Wolves at plus 125. And that's what I'm going to lock. Trying to give people something nice going into the little break so they can get a little bit of a, a positive. Oh, it just jumped to 130 as I'm placing the bet. Taking that right now. 
probably going to take it again when it gets up to like 160, which is probably just not how you're supposed to make those bets. Smash it twice. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're supposed to, if you want that bet (laughs) going up, you should wait. (laughs) That's how you're supposed to do it. I mean, we just need the emphasis of you doing it right now. I I, I appreciate the showmanship. And for the record, I like that. I do like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel the money Um, just flowing through the veins. Uh Uh-huh. You want to hear what this click is, James? Boom. That's what we call a spicy Just bought a house. <laughs> yeah. I did this last year as well, and it didn't pay off. Um, but Liverpool is plus 240 at Manchester City. Fuck it. Plus 240, City versus Liverpool, taking Liverpool straight up. Okay. That's worth it for me. Even On though the I same the basis of the bet that you made last year. Where... Um, no, but I made that bet the day after Liverpool had clinched it. So I blame the fact that they clinched it on that one. Okay, I see. I see. Yeah, the game's on Peacock. So yeah. we will be on the lookout for that one. That is the game of the week, Sunday, November 8th. Is, really that, it is. For the, is that it for the district? Uh, no, you're getting you know, Arsenal minus 150 against Villa, if you like that. Uh, also one that I really liked... Um, West Ham minus 120 against Fulham. I know I said some good things about Fulham, but betting against Fulham, it's going to pay off in the end uh, nine times out of ten. So just do it. And then... <laughs> just do it. Yeah, Ch- Chelsea against Sheffield United. If you think they're going to spank them, you can get some pretty attractive... Chelsea have been putting up some pretty massive score lines in the games that they do win. So if you feel like taking like Chelsea, you know, minus like a three and a half or something, minus a two mm-hmm. and a half, minus two and a half you get Chelsea at... Plus 270. So I'm going to take a ride on that, that one. See what happens. All right. Well, that was just the live thought process. I feel like you got money on everything here. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, real quick, four bets. Ooh, like plus 155 on each of those four bets individually. James, and that's how you make money. Mm-hmm. That's how you turn. What do you think about, what do you think about United? What, do you th- what, is, what, is your, what does your heart tell you happens? I think your heart's uh. usually right with United. Was your heart you think so? Say? You think so? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, oh, boy. My heart says it's going to be a, a sad draw. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's 245. It does. It does. Okay, I feel dang. like... Smack that. We're living in a world of extremes where people are either like, oh, like Ollie when he's facing the sack, going to put in a master class, or pile on United, it's going to get way worse, lose. I think it's just going to be a pretty damn squid game for two teams that are looking for form. So mm. Mm. that is where I'm at. Looks like I also bet Fuck on... Fuck it. Take them winning 4 nothing. Okay. Ooh, 4 nothing. I'm I'll just kidding. <laughs> All right, folks. We could have you listen to the inner workings of this man's brain all night long, but we'll keep it there for now. Thank you guys so much for listening. It's been a week. Ride out the end of the week with us. And look forward to a great slate of games we have this weekend. For Prem de la Prem, this is James. Patrick, if you could be good at one instrument, what would it be? Cello. Cello. Patrick Yo-Yo Ma over here. We'll see you next week. What's up, Prem heads? Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts at Prem de la Prem, a Premier League podcast, and smash that subscribe button for all other interviews, segments, and hot takes that you can handle. You can also find us on Instagram for some fire content at Prem de la Prem Podcast. No spaces, no punctuation, just like life.